you have your Bibles and would turn with us to the book of Luke chapter 15, I'll be preaching this morning on a very uh, uh, topic that will be preached all over churches today, not only in Assembly of God churches, but all, all different churches, and you will recognize this, it is the mission of Jesus to seek and to save that which is lost. Father's Day 2021. I love this picture of a father and a son, a grandfather and a grandson or a granddaughter out fishing. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful thought. We want to welcome you to your day-to-day dads, and we are happy that you are here. You could have been doing anything in any place, but you chose to be here. And I want to thank family members who took the time and effort to show up today for your father and for your grandfather. I want to ask you a question. Anybody happy here today? There's reason to be happy, and that's because dads are in the house of the Lord. Oh, let me say that again. Uh, You can be happy today because there are dads that are in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Brother David. Amen. That's incredible. That means that dads are showing up in church all across this great land of ours and around the world. Well, I'm happy today because dad is saved and very much alive. I'm not talking about my dad. I'm talking about me. Amen. I'm glad I'm saved this morning. Well, today is a very special day for fathers. And, you know, on Mother's Day, there are more calls received on Mother's Day than any other day of the year. But the most, second most calls are at Christmas. That's wonderful. But the third most calls that are collect is Father's Day. That truly makes a lot of sense, does it not? I want to preach today to encourage you, but also to challenge you as well, and to show you the heart of our Heavenly Father, which is a typology of the Father to the prodigal and to the elder. The mission of Jesus is found in our text, and that is, He came to seek and to save that which is lost. But in Luke chapter 15, we read, verse 25, and his elder brother was in the field, And as he came and drew close to the house, he heard music and he saw dancing. He called one of his servants and asked, what is all this commotion and singing and dancing and celebration about? And he said unto him, your brother has come home and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has received him safe and sound. And he was angry. And refused to go to the celebration. So his father came out to him to reason with him. And the father, he said, all these years I have been here with you, working from sun up to sundown, not disobeying you. I've been a good son, not going away to sin. But you never gave me a fatted calf, a celebration with my friends. But as soon as your son has come home, you you know the one who devoured thy living with harlots, who killed the fatted calf for this sinful son. Father said to his elders, Son, you have been with me all and that I have is yours. But it is only right to rejoice and to be happy and glad. For your brother was dead, now he is alive again. He was lost, but now he is found. Will you bow your hearts let us pray. Lord, we are all at some point in our life, we were lost. 
But you received us, you loved us, even when we were not able to be loved by ourselves or others. You opened your heart and you opened your arms to welcome us home. And for that, Lord, we are so very grateful, so undeserving, but yet so very, very grateful. And so, Lord, as the songs were sung today, especially the blessing song, to appropriate that to our fathers this morning, Lord, may you bless each and every father that is associated with Northside Assembly. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Fathers, you are very special. and You are oh so needed. Well, we're a little ahead of ourselves, but that's all right. Fathers, you're special and oh so needed in our world today. The dictionary has fathers between the words fathead and fatigue. Now, sometimes I feel like the donkey in this picture. And I know that you can identify as well. Life sometimes is so very difficult when you're the head of the home, when you're the head of the family. Maybe you're the patriarch of the, uh, of the family. Not the matriarch, but the patriarch of the family. And maybe everybody looks to you for the answer. Everybody looks to you for... for and when the chips are all down on the table, they turn to you and pretty soon it could be that the load becomes overwhelming. You might identify with that. I'm not going to go into uh, fathead, but I will talk about fatigue. The dictionary is a wonderful place to go and, you know, to look up words and things. And I think this is very self-explanatory. Uh, there are some classes that I think are unique for, for fathers uh, today that I want to share with you about. And that one is this. There's classes that are offered to dads. One is how to fill up the ice tray. This is a roll of toilet paper. There's a difference between a hamper and the floor. The difference between kitchen sink and dishes 101. Oh, I put them up there, didn't I? Yeah. Loss of identity. Don't even think about trading the van in for a sports car. Oh, come on, church. Loosen up a little bit this morning, amen. Uh, it's okay to ask for directions. All the mothers said, uh, all the wives said, hey man, pastor, you're preaching good. Parallel parking class for daughters. The difference between a wife and a mother. <laughs> oh, goodness. Fighting memory loss. The stove and the oven. Learning the joys of trash removal. I could go on this morning with many more of these classes that could be offered. But oh, dads, listen, do not become fatigued in well-doing. Do not become so overloaded and overburdened that you're no good to yourself and you're no good to your family. You're no good to anyone. Amen. Stay steady in the things of the Lord. In order to be effective, fathers need to be in the home. Thank you, Brother Ed. I know single mothers who are doing an outstanding job of raising their children. We have them even in this church here. And God bless you, ladies, for stepping in and doing the work that would normally require not only a mother, but also the father's touch. Thank you that God gives you the power and the wisdom, amen, to fill those roles and to be an example unto your children. I will tell you this, that America is feeling the extent and effects of fatherlessness. 
I read some statistics and says an estimated 24.7 million children. That is 33% of lives in America are absent a biological father in the home. That's one third of the families in America does not have a biological father in the home. God bless you mothers. Amen. God bless you widows. God bless you single ladies. Amen. God bless you divorced ladies. Amen. That are doing the job that the husband and the father should be doing but is nowhere to be found. From the Census Bureau of Current Population Survey, living arrangements of children under 18 years of age, marital status of parents by age, sex and race, or Hispanic organizations and black organizations report that it is an incredible percentage. Listen to the percentage. It says that it says this. It says, if I can find it here. From grades 1 through 12, 39% or 17.7 million live in homes absent from their biological fathers. 37.6% uh, of black children are absent a biological father. 31.2% of Hispanic children are absent a biological father. 26.7% of white kids are living absent their biological father from the family structure and children's living arrangements of 2012. And I imagine that figure is even higher today. According to this, 72.2% of the United States population, fatherlessness is the most significant family or social problem facing America today. Those statistics are alarming. And America is feeling the extent of that. Our storyline is about a father who is present and he has two sons. The elder, he keeps all the rules and the younger, he broke all the rules. It's the saga of these three. Mother is not mentioned in the account, but oh, how important mothers are in the home then and today. Now, this morning, here's what I really want you to do. I want you to identify with one of these three groups. Either you are the lost son who is rebellious and has shunned the rules and you're running from the Father, being the typology of God the Father. You're running away from God. You could maybe identify with that. Maybe you're away from God and you're identifying with that. Maybe you're the elder brother, but you've kept all the rules. You've been a good boy. You've been loyal. You've been there for your mother and father. You've been there all along, but something has sparked an anger in you because of a sibling. You know, the weak link always gets the, the oil. Come on. And there's always a weak link in the family. There's always one in the family that needs a little extra, you know, that somebody needs to give them a little extra money or a little bit more. Oh, I, I can see that I've got that plow stuck in that uh, log today. Maybe you can identify with the elder that, you, that you, you've done everything within your power. You've been a good boy. You don't smoke. You don't drink. And, and you don't go with the girls that do. Lord, I'm trying. Maybe you can identify with the father. Maybe you feel that fatigueness. I will tell you that every child that you have in your family has to be treated differently. If you're grandmother or grandfather, you have to treat every grandchild a little different. Some are very sensitive to words. 
Some are very sensitive to actions and some are always in that attitude of me, mine, and not yours. I went and got some swimming goggles uh, the other day and, oh, I spent a lot of money on them. I got them at the Dollar General store. And I got home and I was taking them off and putting them out on the, uh, on the uh, little area there, you know, and it dawned on me, we're going to have a fight. We're going to have a fight. You better go back and get some more of those. And wouldn't you know, when I went back, they were all gone. I went to another one, amen, and they didn't have the same kind, but I got two more, amen. What are you saying? I'm saying that every child, every grandchild, you have to treat them a little bit different. You have to teach them to be good. You don't have to teach them to be bad. Now, I'm going to teach you today how to be bad. I'm going to teach you how to be bad. No, no, no. I'm going to teach you how to do things right. I'm going to teach you to be a good boy, a good little girl. Because inherently, we are bad people. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? I'm saying that we are in a depraved position in this world. We are sinners. Now, can there be good sinners? I guess there can be good sinners, but you're a sinner's a sinner. We need the touch of heaven to take us into that place. It says, no one's righteous. No, not one. And sin is bad, right? Your enthusiasm is just so In Luke 15, we find the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son, and then we find the lost brother. But I want to add it, we find not only the lost brother, but we find the lost brothers. You see, the prodigal son, we all know one. And if you don't have one, I'll loan you one. I don't have your prodigal sons, but I've I got some. Well, never mind. We all have one in our family, you know. We all know one. We all have been one. Amen. Come on, preach with me. We've all been one. We are waiting for that one to come home. We are waiting for that one to shun the drugs and walk away from the alcohol and begin that process of coming back to their senses and coming home, amen. Oh, how we long for our family. You know what? And we don't even have to have interventions as long as the Lord will do the inter intervening. Luke 19.10, we mentioned it, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You and I are His mission this morning. Our children are His mission. Our grandchildren are His mission. But our children and our grandchildren and our children's children become our mission as well. There's nothing any better than to feel love in the home. There's nothing any better for the father to show affection and love for their mother. Little girls, they grow up to be just like their daddy. No, they grow up wanting a man just like their daddy. And I will tell you what, there's a lot of daddies out there that need to step up to the plate. Well, that is so weak this morning, but it's so true. So true. Not only you and I are his mission, but the whole world is his mission. Let's cut to the important part of the story. That is the younger brother and the elder brother. 
the breaker of all the rules. Maybe you can identify yeah. the one who runs away from the father, the one who wastes his inheritance, the one who takes a job in the pig pen. You see, in the Jewish culture, pigs were an abomination. You couldn't eat the pork and you couldn't be around the pigs. Oh, amen. Couldn't do it. It's an abomination. And when this younger brother spent everything that he had, after he told his dad, give me my inheritance, he gave it to him. He went out, he lost everything. Oh, eventually he had to do something to stay in the pig pen or come to his senses and return home. Isaiah says, come now and let us reason together. Let's think about all this. Let's consider the mess that we are in. Let's get out of this, uh, this sin. Let's, let's get out of this arena. It's time to go home. It's time to make a change in my life. And this younger brother said, I am not worthy to be my father's son, so I will ask to become a servant instead. We shared earlier that the fathers are so needed. We need fathers today who are remaining constant in who they are. We don't need real yo-yo fathers one day up and next day down. We need that consistency that, that they're the same of a morning time as they are of evening time. That they're the same, hey man, in the good times or in the bad times. That they're the same whenever the stress level's on or when the stress level's not. We need fathers who are consistent, remain constant, and who are present. And who are praying for, yes, and looking for the wayward kids to embrace them and to receive them back home safe. Not everyone gets excited about your celebration. Not everyone will receive you with open arms. When a person has lived in sin or a lifestyle of sin, the family many times, they may not trust you whenever you decide to come home. They may wonder if you have changed, if it's real, or whether it's just a facade to be able to get out of the winter weather. They may say deep down they want to believe that all things have changed in your life, but unless... There's a complete turnaround and change. Amen. Family sometimes are very leery. Not this father. When he saw his younger son coming, the Bible says that he ran towards him and he embraced him and he received him in, even though he had been living in a lifestyle of sin, even though he didn't smell right, even though his clothes was dirty, even though everything was not the way that it should have been, he received him with open arms. He didn't say, go take a shower first. He grabbed him and he hugged him and he held him up close, amen. And he said, son, I'm so glad that you're home. Welcome home. Story is told about a wayward boy that called his mom and dad and said, Is it all right if I come home? And he, they said, It is if you want to come home. He said, Well, give me a sign. He said, Tie a yellow ribbon in the old tree in the front yard. And I will know if I, when I get off uh, the bus and I, I come walking towards home, that if there's a yellow ribbon in the tree, that I am welcome to come in. Uh, and be a part of the family again. If there's no yellow ribbon there, I'll just keep on going. When he got off the bus and he started making his track towards his home, he not only saw one yellow ribbon, but the entire tree was filled with yellow ribbons. Not everybody gets excited about your celebration. Not everyone will receive you with open arms. And some may even become angry. Family members have known to get angry over daddy's tools. Mama's piano. Daddy's bank account. 
be careful who you put on the cider. Oh, praise God. And some may even become angry. What a waste, my little brother. I've been here working hard. You already going, you're going to double dip. You, you took the inheritance that was yours. You took it and you went out and you wasted it. And now you have the audacity to come home, to come back and ask the Father to give you good graces and put you back into the family. Oh, I'm just going to simply get mad. Even though he didn't say he was going to get mad, he got mad. You ever know anybody to get mad? That's the best I could do on that, on that overhead. I don't want to run into that guy. But there's a father that will deal with him. I don't care how bad or how angry or whatever, there's a father who will deal with him. And the father of all fathers is our heavenly father. The father just sees his son come home again. The brother sees his younger brother coming home and he becomes angry and it manifests itself. He begins to spur the love away and he opts for fury instead. He doesn't want to have the faith. He wants to have a fight. He doesn't want to, to let things settle in as if they were in the past. He just becomes so enamored with anger that he takes it out on his father who he loves. He takes it out on his brother. Matthew chapter 5 says, Be careful in becoming angry with your brother or your sister you may be in danger of the judgment. Say that with me. You may be in danger of the judgment. Proverbs 15 says, A soft word turns away anger. Grievous words stir up anger. Amen. Oh, this younger son, this younger brother. Amen. Whenever the elder brother approached him and began to give him the riot act and point his finger at him, the younger brother could do one of two things. He could fight. He could come back with vicious words. But no, he had been humbled. He was humbled because of the fact that he says, I'm not even worthy to be a son to my father. I'm not even worthy to be a brother to my brother. I will be a servant like everybody else. He was humbled that day. And I will tell you that when you come out of a life of sin, you must humble yourself as well. Ecclesiastes 7.9 says, Control the spirit of anger. Anger is the resting place for fools. Powerful word. The elder brother, he stayed home all those years, but he too was lost. Maybe you can identify with the elder brother. He stayed home but was lost. He despised his younger brother. He wasn't a happy son or a happy brother. He refused. He became rebellious to his own father. He dishonored his father's wishes. He was quick to point out all of his brother's faults and failures. And the scripture says, Come now and let us reason together. Though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Come on, son, let's reason together. Come on, son, let's spend some dialogue time. Come on, let's talk about that. You, you know, we, we can talk about it. We can reason it. You have been a good son. You have been a loyal son. You have been a son that I have loved from day one. You have been a son that has been there for your father. You have been a son that will be there whenever I get a little older. You've always been there. But this, your brother, was dead. He was lost. And now he has come home. At least you ought to be happy that he's alive and come home. You see, your brother has made wrong choices in the past. There's not a one of us sitting in this place of worship today 
There's not a one of us walking in street leather today that has made perfect choices all of our life. We've all made bad decisions and bad choices, but that's not what's important. What is important is come now and let us reason together and let us change course. Let us change course and on our way to hell, no, on our way to heaven, shouting glory all the way. Your brother made, yes, your brother made some stupid choices. Your brother, he chose to walk away from his father. He chose to walk away from his mother. He chose to walk away from his family, his brother, you his brother. But oh, your brother now is broke. He doesn't have a dime to his name. Your brother is not only broke, but he is broken. And if we don't bring him in and if we don't heal him, if we don't love him, who will? He kills the fatted calf. Now, when I had this next one up here, I think it's the sandwich, uh, Brother Brian. No, Yeah, right there. I put on there pulled pork. Brother Ed, I think that looks like a pulled pork sandwich, doesn't it? <laughs> it does look good. He went, he went from in the pig pen to having a beautiful barbecue beef brisket you don't know how easy that was in the PowerPoint to change that from a pulled pork sandwich to a barbecue beef brisket sandwich. If you go to Walmart and you want to buy something in the meat department, you'll spend about twice if you're looking for beef than you are for pork. And the pork people are starting to realize that they can put a little extra price on it and the prices are going up. The sister Karen and I are the only ones that go to the grocery store and buy food. Come on. I used to go to Walmart and I could spend 50 bucks and I was happy. Now if I get out of there with $100 and not spend $100, I, I, I don't know what to do. I just I decided to go to the Dollar General store so I feel better. Oh, come on. He changed the picture, oh, of his life. He and his brother had no clue what he had been through. He, maybe you can identify with the younger sin living. Maybe you identify with the elder who loved his father, loved his family. Oh, on this Father's Day, may we identify with the father, a father's love, a father's patience. If you're like the younger, it's time to come home. If you're like the elder, it's time to put yourself aside and join in the party and the celebration. You see, one repented and came home, the other stayed home but became angry. One celebrated, the other refused. One was welcomed and the elder departed. Oh, may I share with you this morning, church, that there is coming a time of celebration. There's coming a time of celebration when we're going to celebrate, amen, that we are prodigals who have come home. We're prodigals who have made it home, amen. We are prodigals who came to the Father's house and He put us under the table, filling it home in the presence of Jesus, happy and satisfied and free. I don't have time this morning to go into all that he gave him, but he gave him the signet, signet ring, which means that he had all the authority of the family. He had the signature ring. So when he went into town, if he needed, if his father said, I want you to go to town and buy some feed or whatever, all he had to do was take that signature ring and stamp it, amen. He was speaking on behalf of the family, speaking on behalf of the father. Oh, that is trust. That's trust. There was a time in people's lives that whenever you... You know, a mom and dad couldn't even trust you with loose change on the, on the cabinet. They couldn't trust you with change in the cookie jar. Oh, come on, don't, don't shout me down now. 
But when you got saved, amen, and you went and got a job, the guy that owned the business said, here's the keys, lock it up. Here's the bank bag. Take the money to the bank and deposit it. Come on. Father summed it up. My son was dead, but now he's alive. My son was far away, but now he's home. He was in danger. Now he's safe. He was hungry. Now he's going to be filled. Once he was cold, but now he is warm. Amen. And so today, let me wrap it up. God the Father is our example. He is motivated by one thing and one thing only. Seek and save that which is lost. Motivated by love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son for all the good people. God so loved the world that He gave His life only for those who have no issues in their life at all. No. He came for whosoever will. He is motivated by love. He desires lost sons and lost daughters. Oh, he desired the lost sheep. He desired the lost coin. But oh, how he desires more to find lost daughters and lost sons. And to give us a bright future. So today... If you're identifying with the prodigal, it's time to come home. So may we find ways to show our love for our children and our family. May we show by expression of love for our Heavenly Father. And may Northside Assembly of God be a prodigal-hugging church. Happy Father's Day. I want to close with three very simple thoughts. And that is, sin has a very high price. You can only party so long until you run out of party. Sin will take you further than you're willing to go. And it will keep you there longer than you're willing to stay. And it will rob you of more than you're willing to give. But there's a Change direction. Come home. Number two, we often do not realize how blessed we really are. I can only imagine what this, this younger son and brother, a man, felt like when he's wrestling with that pig. And the only reason why he's wrestling with that pig is because he don't want the pig to get up and leave. <laughs> he was so bad that the pig was about ready to get up and leave. We don't often realize how truly blessed we are. I've been singing that song that the Greers used to sing years ago. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. I have a good place to sleep. There's a roof up above me. I have a good place to sleep. There's food on my table. There's shoes on my feet. Wasn't for your love, Lord, where would I be? So thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. May we be like that one out of ten lepers that returned to give God thanks for his touch. May we be like the, uh, the younger and the elder and the father combined in one to realize how truly blessed we are. We're so blessed. 
And then number three, we must never forget this. Never forget it. I don't care how bad it gets. And I don't care how bad a person is. They could be as mean as a striped spider. They could be meaner than a junkyard dog. I'm trying to give you a picture of how mean people can be. No matter how bad a person is, God's love will still love you. He will not love the sin, but oh, He will love you. And so, that night after the party, after the festival, after the eating of the food, drinking of the juice, dancing around the open fire, the servants coming back and trying to get in good favor with the younger. When the younger went to bed, he went to bed clean. He laid down in a clean bed. He had a clean pillow. And he had a start on his road to recovery. Fathers, you are not only special today, you're so needed. 